top shelf fantasy. All right, week one, almost done. I'll start that again. Week two, almost done. We got two <laughs> games going on right now while we podcast. It's the Bills and Titans and Eagles and Vikings. So we kind of watching that, talking about that throughout the their games. But uh, 17-7 right now for the Bills. Podcast 215. Again, week two is almost in the books. We got our buy low, sell high, hold them, fold them, quit playing with my emotions. And the news, not too many injuries, thank God. Um, but again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY, TopShelfFantasy.com um, for our all of our articles out there, rankings, start sets, waiver, wire, which will be out tomorrow. How you doing, boys? Uh, tough with injuries again or just your team suck? I've dodged the injury bug more or less, but my team sucks. Um, <laughs> it's like... I've got one league where I'm going to score second most points for the second week in a row, and I'm going to lose again. So that's wicked fun. Um, then, like, Red Dogs, I'm going to lose to Pat by over 100 points. He has, like, 190. I have 80-something. That's great, as always. So just just a mixed bag. But Dynasty teams look okay. So that's a good change of pace for me. Mm-hmm. Jared Judy actually got hurt, so I guess I haven't dodged injury bug. So when you said week one is almost over, it kind of is just honestly a continuation of what happened for me in week one. So I kind of <laughs> laughed a little, it's just, it's just such kind of all over the place football right now. I can't really pinpoint what to think of. I mean, I, we were just saying I'm down 19 points to you, Scott in one of our leagues and I have Derek Henry and Robert Woods going now last year at this time, last year, week two, that was a shoe and I was going to win right oh, yeah. now. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's been a crazy year, but p- hopefully Derek Henry can do something before this game ends. But um, yeah, for me, it's more, it's more like my teams suck. I mean, I, I've hit injuries, but I mean, guys like Tom Brady aren't, aren't producing the AJ Dillon's or Monty Stevenson's aren't producing like we thought they were, but again, it's still, still, Early, and we'll get to those guys during the hold'em, fold'em. I'm sure. All right, injuries. There's an ambulance going onto the field. Speaking of injuries, oh yeah, <laughs> never ideal. That's not good. Um, yeah, for the cat. Is there a cat? A cat dead in the field? No, it's uh, it's a football. It's uh, Dante Jackson. I think is what it said oh, uh, for the for the Bills. Um, so yeah, I saw, I saw him go down before they went to commercial break and then I switched over to the Eagles game and saw Jalen Hurts squeeze in for a rushing touchdown. Of course, steals away. Well, speaking of, you know, getting carted off, Trey Lance, broken ankle out for the season. That Yeah, that that was early on too, which sucks. I mean, he was a start of mine this week, so it would have been nice to at least see him play football. Um, and he really, even if you can expand that, to play football in nice weather for the first time all season. So we really still haven't seen Trey Lance, which, again, just sucks for this year, sucks for next year. All signs point to him being ready in plenty of time for next season, but he's done for the season. So RIP, welcome back, Jimmy. Good thing he didn't trade him to Dallas, like I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that sucks. That's definitely the thing that, I mean, as much as we like to poke fun at the Jimmy situation or talk about how Trey Lance sucks, you know, it's it's narrative and it's it's something to talk about. And realistically, you want the guy to succeed. I mean, you you really do want him to be what everyone says Trey Lance can be in San Francisco. So it does suck that we aren't going to get to see that this year. We're going to have to wait a year. 
um, and he should make a full recovery from what everything I heard. It was a broken ankle and some ligament damage. So it's not like, you know, broken in bones. You can kind of come back a little bit better from, I think, um, than an ACL. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not exactly a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. No, I mean, I mean, at least it wasn't an Achilles. I mean, right. It's not an Achilles. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so it is, it is also interesting too, from, from what I hear, now, I'm, I never played professional football, but I was out of a cast in two months. So there's a chance that, I don't know, maybe Trey Lance comes back at the end of the season. Who knows? Now, is that when you were spinning a slick double play at softball? Yeah, it was an uh, extremely routine double play. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you were out of that. Now that you mentioned that, you were out of that cast very quickly. So yeah. a professional athlete on like a NFL-type training program, you would assume would be along the same lines. So, yeah. I see him on the side. I'm walking around any, any day now. Yeah. Um, we'll it sucks, though. I mean, I would say in the short term, I mean, like Craig said, uh, let me double back here. Like Craig said, you want to see Trey Lance succeed, I think, long term. That's really good for all everybody in the San Fran offense. Short term, I think this could be for the best. Uh, Jimmy G does a lot for that team to I- involve the wide receivers, the running backs that are left on the team. So, It'll be interesting to see you, you kind of become a more conventional and I think slightly more predictable offense uh, for San Fran from a fantasy perspective with Jimmy G under center instead of Trey Lance without him kind of vulturing some stuff on his own. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, it definitely changes the landscape for the San Francisco 49ers can be expected to do week in, week out. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Now they have whatever they've done for the preseason completely changed. So yeah. who knows? Oh, yeah, you could look at it as a, as a setback in that regard, too. Who knows? I mean, they look fine last year. So, I mean, Debo is still going to be able to produce fantasy points. That's he was getting Ayuk involved. I mean, we'll see what happens when Kittle comes in. But um, the running game is probably going to be more conventional than what it was, uh, than what it was going to be. Um, I'm not sure as far as fantasy-wise, it changes for the players that were already relevant. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe gives a bump up to running backs. Um, so... Because you don't have that threat of the quarterback getting a touchdown. Yeah. Right, we'll move on. No one's no one's been the bullet, so I was like, oh, let's <laughs> move on to the next one. Um, Dalton Schultz hurt his PCL. Um, they said you know he hit his knee hard on the on the ground and was out pretty quick. Um, he said they're day to day, but um, you know, PCL injury, I would expect him to be out a week. Yeah, and the problem is he plays Monday night. So for me, as a Schultz owner in multiple leagues, I'm treating him as an out. I'm finding a replacement for him as soon as I can this week on the waiver wire, picking up a Gerald Everett if he's available, Tyler Higby, guys like that, just because I'm not playing the will-he-won't-he-play game for a tight end on Monday night. That's just not the game I'm interested in playing in fantasy football this year. That's fair. Especially for Dalton Schultz, who is not, when on the field and healthy, performed to the the level that he did last year. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, he's even a guy that we could probably talk about and hold fold if he's not there already. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, again, like it's like the Gabriel Davis thing this week. He was playing Monday. You to get a train, like is out. He plays, he plays, right? Whatever. Exactly. Um, I'd say a bigger name on the next one, James Conner. He injured his ankle, missed the remainder of the game after injuring it, but does not seem to be considered serious. Great sign for a guy with Connor's injury history if he doesn't miss time. If he does, both Damian Williams and Eno Benjamin look very serviceable. So I'm even worried that you might be looking at expanded roles for them 
regardless of Connor's status. Yeah, they they did start to go to James Connor the last like seven weeks of the season as a bell cow back, but it starts like it looks like this season to start. He's probably not in a full committee because he definitely has the the lion's share of the work. But you're right. If one of them does step up, they were never really, you know, hesitant to go to a 50-50 last year when they started the season with the both of them. Uh, him and I think it was it wasn't Drake, it was someone else. Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Edmonds, yep. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep your eye on. Um, but good thing that he dodged the serious injury because right when it happened, he didn't come back. I was sitting there going, okay, well, now I don't have a running back for Dynasty anymore. So uh, good to know it's not considered serious. Another not serious, but mm, seemed probably pretty bad at the time injury. Jerry Judy this week. Concerning. Uh, con- yeah, concerning. Exactly. He was – He was first it looked like a, con- a concussion. That's what I was seeing on Twitter was reported. Then they said shoulder. Now they've gone to chest slash sternum. I also heard ribs. So we'll see. Uh, but not considered serious, considered day-to-day. If he starts practicing later this week, I think he, he's definitely going to be on the field. But injury like that, you saw Kamara get held out with a rib cartilage injury this week. If it's something similar, it could be a game-time uh, pain management decision. So something to, to be concerned about in um, the Bronco offense, which hasn't really clicked yet. No, the only thing that even happened was just they peppered Cortland Sutton. And yeah. if that, if Judy is out again, that's like, I would expect them to do the exact same thing. Yep. Definitely. It's almost a plus for Sutton. If, uh, if Judy's out apparently based on, on the game flow we saw last time. Oh, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I hope, I hope he gets back due to the fact that the Denver Broncos offense is completely a headache. Yes. Yeah. It's disgusting. They won though. Yep. Well, you saw them struggle to pull a game against Houston, who I do think Houston is a little bit, uh, you know, slept on. But I don't think that what we expected the Broncos to be a team like that should not be struggling with. Oh, it's, that's a team. It's a team we have to beat. Right. So, yeah. And they struggled against it. Yeah. Like, it's just it's I don't know what to think about them. Uh, when we talk about week two and things we've learned or, or when when you see. Uh, people jumping to conclusions. This isn't a jump to conclusion. This is, we have no confidence in the Broncos right now and until they can show it. Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Hunter Renfro and Devin Duvernay, both concussion protocol. Yep. Yeah. Hunter Renfro got absolutely laid out at the end. Of, that was his uh, fumble, right? Oh, yeah. The yeah, game, to lose the game losing touchdown. Yep. Yeah, and and I mean that was his second in, second in yeah like as many plays really. So uh, he got saved on the first one, and then the second one couldn't be saved. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, Renfro's looked bad. I don't think I saw Duvernay's. Um, I think I saw him get kind of like what looked like a stinger at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, no, it, no flag, no call, nothing. So uh, I think it, it happened in the first half though. Oh, okay, and, I was I was thinking because I saw him in the second um, second half towards the end of the game, just on that drive at the end, and he just looked like he got hit weird. And he was laying down for a minute. I thought he was just trying to beg for a call, but he stayed on the rest of the drive. So, okay, it's interesting to see him in the protocol the next day. It, yeah, okay, because because I do remember them taking the second half kickoff, um, yep. and he wasn't out there. It, it was just yeah, it was weird when when they said concussion when I looked up the injury because I I couldn't figure out what it was uh, before either. But either way. If you're in concussion protocol, you can never guarantee next week. So yeah. that's just one to keep an eye on. When and it's Richard, just a bad Richard sign be- to see it growing, you know, right 
overnight right. or whatever you want to call it the next day getting mm-hmm. uh, into the protocol when you weren't in the day before but yeah like i think you're gonna say rashad bateman yeah he's just gonna keep cooking like that like <laughs> yeah he he's i mean as as far as what we i thought that it was going to be difficult to be a pass catcher in the uh ravens offense anyway but bateman would get the work i mean i didn't think he was going to be this great like and they, and he is this great he they clocked him at uh 21 point something miles yeah, per crazy. hour on stat whatever the heck it is um and which is a really really fast number so he's he's having a great season he's having a year two jump yeah i mean i once saw michael scott run 33 but 20 21 is pretty fast this is true this is true <laughs> <laughs> beat it that's my number suck it oscar uh you know but i mean um lamar's played out of his mind rashad bateman i think was the predictable recipient devin duvernay has had two good very good games i mean more than you expected but a lot of that's been predicated on his return stuff um even this past week he what he gave you 11 or 12 points and one of it was a return touchdown the other was um, a two for two day for receiving the ball. So he's not really uh, an impact player in fantasy, despite having giving, given you good games so far, if you've played him. Um, but just still something to keep an eye on because he's out there. People got to cover him because he's clearly dynamic enough to make plays. Uh, keep it moving along to Tyrion Davis price, high ankle sprain out three to six weeks. I did not see that. I didn't even see that either. Yeah, it it must've just come out an hour or two. Okay. That is go. I mean, I it is golfing all day, so I missed all the news. It is comical. I mean, it's not for the guys involved. I feel bad for them, but it is comical. Anyone that rushes the ball in San Francisco is always hurt at the beginning of the year. It, we can go back four seasons, and I could name you. Uh, well, I could find fifteen running backs that are probably all hurt within the first three weeks of the season. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, Jeff Wilson. Um... Raheem Mostert, yeah. I mean, it's it is. Oh, Drick, uh McKinnon when he signed. <laughs> like it's yep. it's everyone. Glenn Coffee, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, he's not um, dead. He's just he's just no, he's just gone. out of the league. <laughs> but I mean, it's just another example of when you draft Niners running backs, you have to draft like twenty of them. So it's either draft them all or don't draft any of them because they can't be really relied upon. I mean, Elijah Mitchell. Still, same thing. He's going to miss significant time this year. Now, Tyrion Davis Price missing significant time. You go back to like, why would they have even cut Jamichael Hasty? They know that they burned through running backs like crazy. It's, yep. it's they started know, the year, I think, last year with five running backs. They, they wanted did. to do it again this year. Yep. So. I mean, for Davis Price, too, it's like if he didn't get hurt, maybe he has a bigger role and maybe week three is his time. Now, by the time he gets back, it might be the same week that Mitchell gets back. So, He's not even going to have like an opportunity, right? Until or if you know p- people get hurt after that, we're going to see fucking Marlon Mack be the lead back oh. there by week five. You could see Marlon, <laughs> yeah, Mack. and he could I take mean, the job. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like guys like Philip Lindsay could still last. No, I mean, like yeah. any number of guys well, Lindsay's could... back on the Colts, but I know he's a... well. They already back to the squad, but either they already worked out that. seven last week, so they know what some of them look like. That's <laughs> right. true. It's true. <laughs> Todd Gurley could come out of retirement. Like anything could happen. I wouldn't even be surprised with this team, but like you, you, you double back. I said, Jermichael Hasty, but I also should have definitely said Trey Sermon. Like you spent yeah. high draft capital on this guy. You trade him away for next to nothing. And now you have no running backs. Like I'd rather have Trey Sermon in my backfield right now than anybody else they're going to put out there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they didn't even high. trade him away. They cut him outright when the Eagles <laughs> said that they were going to give him something. <laughs> it was flat gross. 
yeah um, that's 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 not right but um this next one is more for like next week because obviously as we're watching the game gabe davis was an out call because uh, of his ankle injury that happened on saturday um there's not really a lot of information on it there might be co- that something comes out in the broadcast or after the game when the coach gets asked a question about it um, but that'll determine how healthy he actually might be for next week yeah he seemed like a game time decision so i'm guessing that he'll trend towards playing next week but if not you're looking at guys like isaiah mckenzie um jameson crowder and Any, Khalil anyone here maybe if he can stay healthy uh kumaro well, stuff like that so shakir's not going to see the field after missing that, that block blown. after yep. he, he he lined up on the wrong side of the field they had to tell him twice to get over there hey, the listen, you can't you can't be expected to know all the plays <laughs> or just a few you know the ones he's packaged yeah, maybe in he's packaged in the entire offense yeah yeah those ones yeah it's not a great look but it's it's the guys like that and i i mean if you compare any of them to uh, Gabriel Davis. I'm not a huge Gabe Davis guy this year, just based on what his hype was and what I thought his actual production would be. You're talking about a big step down, even, you know, grading him right. on a curve, We're talking from down to James Crowder or, or Isaiah McKenzie. So uh, hurts the Bills offense and you're seeing it tonight, I think really. Yeah. I, whatever we see is what we see, but I think Dawson Knox is probably going to get a big beneficiary of it. Sure. Um, yep. And then, uh, Oh, what Rondell Moore IR being talked about, but we'll avoid um the ir looks like a multi-week injury um so it's probably he should have gotten an ir on week one now it's kind of too late yeah because you don't want to hit him for more more weeks weeks. yeah so it's just a tough it's a tough spot because he is a guy that they i think they expected a lot out of and you've seen dorch step up massively we kind of talked about this earlier today in in our chat there but it's how do you put him back in with a hamstring injury for a speedster like that and at least not ease him in? So even the week he's back, you play him? No. I, I mean, I'm huge on him. I'm not playing him, though. Not week one. Then there's the added thing that uh, Scott just mentioned about Ty Davis Price and how Mitchell will come back. I mean, it, does he come back, have two games before DeAndre Hopkins is back? Like, what, right. are, we, yeah. what are we really right. looking right. at? Because His shot to carve out the role is now. Yeah, yeah, he he's not taking the AJ Green role. That's AJ Green's role. That's the only one there. He's kind of got the Hopkins esque role right now. Like he's it's it's Dorch. It's if, if Dorch keeps on doing well, it's going to be yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he's even on a lot of rosters by the time he's back, because I'm sure pe- people are just pissed off now. Like, like he hasn't played. They might have found a new guy. You know. People yeah, and, and Hollywood is Hollywood's still there as well, so he's kind of playing. Oh yeah, I will forget now, that. And he shifts yeah. down. There's no way that. I mean, not, Moore's yeah. your fourth guy when uh, when Hopkins comes back. So it's I don't know, it's unfortunate because if you drafted too. him, you drafted him for these first six weeks, and you, yep. you're not getting it. Yeah, Hurts is still there. Performing yeah, he, well. he might be the fifth or sixth option actually. If yeah, AJ Green still catches oh, touchdowns. What a world. All right, and uh, in news, Mike Evans suspended one game. Go f yeah. myself. I own him in a lot, a lot of leagues. I'm not surprised to see the suspension. I'm a little. Uh, had it happened, I think early in the game, he wouldn't have had the actual suspension because he would have missed this past game. one. But right. um, I mean, it's deserved for Mike Mike Evans. Um, there's a lot of people that myself included that were that thought that Lattimore should have gotten uh, some sort of suspension. And then I, I watched it in replay right away, but then 
I watched it again today, and Lattimore was just getting tooled on by everyone on mm-hmm. the on the box. So, um, <laughs> well, that, that yeah. was kind of my point. Like, it seemed like he got rocked by Evans. Like, take away the instigating Brady, like that's fair, but you see that all the time. That's not really a penalty or that's just that's right. nothing. He goes and pushes and shoves with Fournette. I think, yeah, okay, you can call some stuff there, maybe an ejection even, but he wouldn't have got a game. And then Evans just blind, not blindsides him, but you know, hits him pretty much from the side and kind of oh, he shot. He didn't and, expect uh, it. Yeah, and then from there side. on, it's just you know three on one, four on one, and he's trying. He's in survival mode. So anything he does at that point is kind of fair play to me. But um, I mean, you see these guys; they just go at each other. They have bad blood. And I think I said to you earlier, like they should just suspend them for the game against each other because when these guys play any other teams, they're model citizens. They just they hate each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something was said one time. It's funny that Jameis. Uh, Jameis Winston has switched teams in this rivalry now. So now he's on the other side of the allegiance. Yeah. Oh, and you know what we didn't mention? I feel like it fell under the radar. It only came out the game like an hour before the game. Jameis Winston is playing with four fractures in his back. Yeah. Like I don't know if anyone else saw that. Okay, you did. It, it, that's kind of pretty concerning for for fantasies like wide receivers. Like it, if if he's going to play and play fine, you know, that's one thing. But you're also having the added injury risk going throughout the season and at any moment he could go down. So it's just kind of scary to hang your hat on anything that Jameis Winston has right now. Yeah. And you're seeing him support uh, Mike Thomas at a high level. Jarvis Landry, we've won at a high level. I don't have Jarvis Landry stats in front of me right now, but he's played didn't well. Do so much if he too. hits, but if he takes one bad sack, one bad, awkward fall hit RIP. I mean, that's, that's the season. Because a back injury is going to end it quickly. Very odd to be playing with four fractures in your back in the beginning of the season. Yeah, it seems uh, like it's probably hurt. one of those things where it's either like you're you're going to yeah, play. It said he's in a not, lot of pain. Yeah, you're you're not going to recover mid-season, so you're either playing or you're not, and it's, it's either a season ender or, or you're gutting it out. He decided to gut it out, so you got to respect that at least. All right, let's see who we're going to gut it out with on the season week two. Hold them and fold them. First you string. Uh, no. Nope, nope. We're gonna need we're gonna need a soundboard. Um, yeah, we said last week, no more singing. Sing. <laughs> no more singing. Um, our first string of of guys is all tight ends: uh, Cole Komet, Albert O, Kyle Pitts, Robert Tanyan, and Hunter Henry. Yes, I stuck Pitts right in the middle there for you. Yeah, uh, I, I almost <laughs> didn't see him. <laughs> so yep. you didn't see him. Um, I don't. I mean, Kyle Pitts is the, the exception here. I don't feel comfortable with any one of them anymore. I don't feel comfortable with many tight ends, as always. But <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm cutting anyone on this list other than Pitts. Yeah, I agree. And it's probably just the name and where you drafted Kyle Pitts and what you think he's bought, like, potentially capable of doing and that could be foolish yeah i mean that could end up being your undoing for the entire fantasy season if you let it go too long but i'm not cutting pits after two weeks i'll give him a little more leeway than these other guys however cole Komet, i don't think he has a catch yet albert o goose egg this week tunyon i don't know he had i think he had a catch or two but he didn't do much and hunter henry is dropping opportunities left and right and i mean that that patriot offense is just not supporting a tight end right now so everybody else for sure folding them they don't have any trade value kyle pitts might be a guy you trade because his name alone carries some clout uh beyond what he's produced but right now he's my one hold kyle pitts on that list fold them all 
besides pits. Okay, I agree. Which is which is like a, a roundabout way, like because honestly, I wanted to spend more time talking about Cole Commander, Hunter Henry, or Albert O, uh, because those guys were like drafted, you know. Um, but it's they're in the same category, and they all you can't you cannot after two back to back gooses sit there like myself in many many leagues with Komet going I can trust it or, or I'm just going to ride it out you can't ride out zeros it's on your gonna happen board. I know you it can't. I know it is <laughs> you have to be able to look in the mirror um so next one is another Chicago Bear Darnell Mooney he started off at a very alarmingly slow rate um so I'll well, use yeah um, I gotta look on real quick Mooney is <clears throat> the victim of the week one victim of bad weather. So I'm, I'm wiping that out. However, week two, they come back and play green Bay. And not only did fields fail to hit him a few times, he failed to run proper routes. So he's on the field for 90% of the snaps. Great. Love it. But if you watch one, he hits a beautiful outside fake. And then he comes, cuts back inside on a play action play, burns the defender should have been open, but instead of carrying his route across the field where fields is waiting to throw him the ball, he had straight up field unless the defensive back get back in the play. So to me, that just speaks volumes about a misunderstanding of the offense last year. Maybe he was just, you know, purely producing based on physical talent this year. Teams are a little bit more uh, wise to what he can actually do. They're covering him Well, they're prepared for him. And Justin Fields has not made the next step yet to get him involved. And I'm not riding out zero points from wide receivers at this point. So fold. Oh, okay. Um, that's I'm not, tough. I'm I, not playing him anymore. Although next week is where you're going to get burned because Houston's got a bad secondary. Um, I'm not folding him yet, but it's because of the, where where I drafted him because Darnell Mooney was was highly sought after in, in drafts. I'm not playing him next week, and if he doesn't do anything against one of the worst secondaries in Houston, I will fold him. That's fair. Yeah, I'm keeping him on the roster for now um yeah, yeah so just because craig said like like you didn't invest a high high pick but a, de- a decent enough pick to make him your wide receiver three flex play and he's not giving that and i mean the people that are folding him for someone else might be winning the league because of it but i'm gonna pull him just based off the name and based off you know he's playing almost every single snap like s- something's gotta give let me ask you this. Would you fold him for Greg Dorch this week? No. No. Okay. All right. Okay. That That's Fair. a good question, the, though. The, that is a great question. And the threat of Ron Delmore still, you know, kind yes. of irks that me with looms large. Um, but, yeah, so we didn't actually say it. So he had, Mooney has two receptions for four yards on the year. Um, so that's. See, I, I didn't even know it was that good. bad. But 90% snap sh- uh, share every single snap rate every single week. The thing is, when you watch that game last night, the Bears shouldn't even be passing the ball. They have no business doing it. They should run the ball every single Which time. Is they absolutely hysterical because they look like garbage running the ball the first time. First <laughs> I know, game. right? In a, in a run game situation. Yep. So just something to look out for, I guess. Uh, I don't blame you guys. Um, your, your draft capital argument does hold a lot of water. So I, I see your holds, but I'm still folding them. Yeah, fair it's fair. I I feel like week week two, it's still one of those like you still gotta. It's still early for some yeah. of these people. Week, week three, four, probably more week four. It's kind of like okay, yeah. now I'm but, finally done. 
but okay. this is this list that I put together on this one is really large names. These are people that we've bought into. These are people we've put our names on. These are people that you need to really start to look in the mirror because the next one is DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf is an all-world talent, but he has 35 receptions and 36 receptions in back-to-back games. No touchdowns. Yards. Uh, yards, excuse me. You said receptions, but, but, but amazing. Just that would be amazing. <laughs> be prepared for, Seven, for no 17 yards. Half points. <laughs> he, I mean, he, listen, he he had caught all his t- uh, uh, targets in the first game, but he he hasn't gone over thirty six yards. It's like the it, it's dead dead to rights. Thirty six yards, thirty five yards, and it's scary because this is the way that the Seattle offense is going to run. So the one point I'll make, and you saw the catch. I know you did the DK. Monster catch, unreal, 45, 50 yards downfield, goes up one-handed over the defender, gets called back for some stupid call that had nothing to do with the play. So he's looking at a much better game if that stands up. I'm going to assume eventually those stand up for him or he gets close to the red zone and he he grabs a touchdown here and there. DK is not a guy I'm cutting. Um, Again, we talk about Mooney at 90%. He's at 82 and 92% snap shares. So he's on the field. He's going to be on the field. I'll ride it out with DK for a little bit longer. Yep. Um, Scott. Yeah, he's on my bench, but I'm going to pull him just like Mooney. Yep. Um, and the, 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 the thing is, too, with this is um, he has another easy matchup in Atlanta. And then um, Detroit's been actually sneakily good. So we'll see. Uh, so it could be one of those things where it's he, he goes off on your bench and then you play him against Detroit and then and he then has New Orleans and they shut him down. So it's going to be a rough year for DK owners. And uh, that, that might be just, uh, you know, it's just something to maybe think about trading on, uh, on the flip does. side though. Uh, Tyler Lockett went nine catches on 11 targets for over a hundred yards. So if at some point that just happens to be DK's week, you might miss him, but I, I like it. You know, I, I like the idea that that can exist in that offense. Yeah. That is promising, yeah. What is not existed in this offense is the run game. <laughs> right. And Which brings go. us to our next point. <laughs> exactly. And Walker and Rashad Penny. Uh, I feel uh, like where you drafted uh, these guys, it's tough uh, to let go of running backs, especially. But I really want to fold them. I just don't know if I can. This, this is tough for me. So, like, It's so hard to let go of a running back that can produce, right? But can they? I don't know. Can they yeah. walk or produce? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with fold both of them. <laughs> Fuck it. See, well, like, so you're folding both of them. That means, which is probably a fine thing to do. The entire rest of the season, you're just gonna say, I don't care what any RB does ever on any week for Seattle. I'm not going right. into it. Like, cool. Like, Ken Walker gets 10 fantasy points because he gets 40 yards and touchdown. Next week, Penny goes 60 for two. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm holding both again. It's still week two just to see. I, I want it to be one person and one person only. I don't think it's going to be as if they're both healthy and playing. But if there's an injury, because they're both so far injury prone people in the NFL, you might as well hold them both. Wait for it and see what happens. But it's a very short lease, 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 least leech. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Can't can't speak. Um, 
it is it is an, it's a putrid attack it's it's really rough because Rashard Penny even in the first week without Ken Walker still didn't actually put up enough fantasy points to be happy with it was seven but it wasn't yeah. to be I'm not happy with he it. looked good but the numbers were on paper exactly so I I am I, I'm uh, I have outside of dynasty I th- I have I have I have concerns and and Richard Penny and Ken Walker were probably drafted in the mid round where if I folded them I don't know if I I I I guess I can't make the decision but I'm folding them I'm folding them I'm doing it for 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 regular season and I'm and I'm and I'm not I'm not looking back um, Joe Burrow. Big big quarterback supposed to be taking a big leap this year has really stunk. Put in a service, serviceable week one after the you know for fantasy purposes after his three interceptions or was four. it five five turnovers five turnovers yeah. But boy, did he not look good again. He's a QB nine on the year, so he's a hold for me. Is he really keeping it? Well, that's because... well, yeah. He had a big, bigger yeah. week one. Um, yeah, he he sucked last week, but it's Burrow. I, he, he's old. I can't really, you know, say too much, but you say yeah. he's old. Yeah, he's a hold. Oh, a hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Joe Burrow is a hold. If you think about panicking on Joe Burrow, there's there's probably some more fantasy uh problems you have on your team that you 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 need to pay more attention to um or just you know your inner emotions um ravens running backs and this is including jk dobbins how long are we going to hear that he's got a full practice and then doesn't suit up how long do we know or how long do we think that the ravens actually hold out on him so i will hold jk dobbins until he plays. If I'm if I have JK Dobbins now, I will not cut him until I don't know. Let's say we get to week eight, he hasn't played uh and doesn't look like he's going to, then I'll have a I'll have a different conversation. But for right now, I will hold JK Dobbins through week three, week four, week five, because I know what he's capable of if he gets on the field. Um that being said, Mike Davis cut, Kenyon Drake cut, Justice Hill cut, um, anybody not named Lamar Jackson cut. Like, I'm just not playing the game of trying to guess who's going to show up week in, week out. This week, Justice Hill was on the field a ton. Um, I, I really don't even understand what was happening there, but he was. So it's just, it's another year, another nightmare. Yeah, 36% snap share for Justice Friggin' Hill. Um, yeah, yeah, another year, another nightmare of, of Raven running backs. But J.K. Dobbins is a guy that you hold until he plays. I have a little bit of an interesting take on this that if JK Dobbins comes back next week, week after, I think they're going to ease him in. And I think they are going to use the other running backs. Like you said, you don't want to play the guessing game and I'm not willing to play JK Dobbins the week that he does come back, because I think that it's going to be a little bit of a timeshare. And I, I still don't I think you're right. And I still don't know when I'm going to feel confident in playing him. Am I going to wait till week five or six to then still see that JK Dobbins is there 
and now Gus Edwards is back off the IR and they're still using Kenyon Drake. Like if I can find someone right now to, to trade JK Dobbins to and say, listen, he was almost going to play this week. He's going to play next week. They need that running back. I would trade him. I think, I think it's a, I don't, think it's a good idea to have jk dobbins anymore i i really wanted him to be good i wanted to to have a good season for jk dobbins but we're now looking at you know the time he plays gus edwards is back a week later or at the same time like this is this is a really big joke yeah i mean i would agree with trading dobbins if you can get the right value for him but I'm thinking of trading. I think I'm like trading him a little. I think I'm trading him a little low. I think, and the reason is because you know we. I thought it was Kenyon Drake week two. He did nothing. I thought it was Mike Mike uh, uh, Evans. No, Mike Smith the first week. Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis. Jesus Christ. Uh, go through all the uh, <laughs> last names there are, and it wasn't him. So I don't know. Just just feel awkward about it. I'm not going to fold him, but I'm going to try and trade him. Uh, yeah, I do agree with you. If you if you start J.K. Dobbins the week, the first week that he comes back, you're taking a massive risk. And I don't like to take massive risks in fantasy. It's not the way I play fantasy football. I mitigate risk left and right. I say that all the time. But with what we've seen Dobbins do when healthy, and we know that Dobbins is claiming that he's healthy, I, it's it's tough to tough to get rid of him. If you can sell him for the right value, of course you do. If you can get somebody who's running back needy, they think he's back next week. Maybe they just suffered an injury to their starting running back. Maybe they were the Elijah Mitchell owner and they saw how bad they were this week and they've got CD lamb or something like that. And I can go get him. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. CD lamb might not be a good example because I think he's a problem right now too, but somebody of, of a very elite caliber, of course, of course I'll do that deal. It starts. The conversation gets more tricky when you scale down to what would you really accept for JK Dobbins? What's your bottom dollar on JK Dobbins? Is it Tyler Boyd? It might be. I think it's I think it's possibly one of the bylaw candidates we talk about. Um, but um, well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. there. <laughs> uh, next one is Chase Claypool. Um, we have another you know wide receiver that a lot of people expected uh, much more out of, and he ended up starting off the season with seven point four fantasy points and then four point six last week, um, getting six targets in each game, but did not has not eclipsed twenty six receiving yards. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I know people aren't going to fold him and I wouldn't fold him either, but he's, he's here on the list because one more bad game, I'm, I'm ready to do it. Like we're, we're getting ahead of the, the curve, I think. And they play Cleveland on Thursday. So it's going to be a big spotlight game. Yeah. It's certainly hot seat time for him. Um, I think I'm probably close to the same boat as you on. I don't know if I'm ready to fold him, but I'm close. I mean, we've seen what Trubisky can do. I think we're aware of what his limitations are. And there's not anybody else in the passing game that's dominating for me to go say, oh, well, if the game just goes his way, then Claypool has a great game waiting for him. The same way I made the argument for DK, uh, DK having a good week coming because Tyler Lockett had a good one this week. That argument doesn't exist. Deontay Johnson's doing better, but he's at the 9-10 point range. So the looks aren't going around, and I think we all agree Deontay Johnson is much, much better than Chase Claypool as a, as a wide receiver. So uh, that, that's my argument. I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'm not going to fold him, but he's one more. He's one week away. Sub five points, he's a fold because there are guys out there 
again, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing him up. Greg Dortch is probably a guy I would think about adding in his place, even this week, especially if Rondell Moore starts to trend like he's going to miss more time. Um, there's guys still out there that you may have not gotten that don't have high ownership percentages yet. Curtis Samuel had another monster week. Yes, he's he still did. out there. He's somebody to look at. Um, Zay Dotson Jones. Too. Yeah, John Dotson. I was going to say Zay Jones had a down week this week, but he's somebody in an offense that seems to be clicking. It's not going to be Christian Kirk every single week. So I'd Favorite buy into arc. better offenses. That's yep. really it. Yep. But. Um, speaking of not better offenses, Melvin <laughs> Gordon. Um, this is a guy that was taken in many, in, including myself, um, zero running back approach teams. Um, not that. Javante Williams has taken the lion's share and gone hundred percent or 90% of carries. Like he's still getting work. Like he still had a decent, um, you know, a share of the actual uh, carries Melvin Gordon did, but uh, I know you're probably going to go look up the snap share right now. Cause that's going to be key to this conversation. 32. But, yeah. So 32 is still something. I mean, he had 10 attempts. So that's yeah. what I thought it was a little bit higher, but he still had 10 attempts. He had 12 attempts the week before. It's just that offense in general is doing so poorly. Um, and for me, I'm out. I, I, I can't, especially in a zero running back strategy. I, I'm, I'm not waiting for this team to get better to have their RB2. Yeah. Zero RB um, certainly changes things. If that's the approach you took and you need to have production out of him because he is your RB1, RB2 play. Um, for me, I'm going to hold Melvin Gordon for the same reason I hold a lot of running backs. He's the clear handcuff. If Javante takes an injury, I have a starting running back who's capable. Um, that's really it. it. It's not even a what's his production like because his production is not good. What's his snap count like? It's not that good either. Um, I just can't cut what I would consider to be an elite handcuff because if you cut him off your team, somebody else in your league is going to pick him up and Javante Williams goes down. You've now hurt yourself. No, that's fair. But if I have a, if I have a running back out there that um, I can expect more, I'm not I'm like Melvin Gordon to me could be the last guy on my bench or my RB one in, in, in a zero running back strategy. So right. all those guys are interchangeable. Um, it's a hot take, but I'm not holding on to Melvin Gordon anymore. Scott, what do you say? I'm back. Um, <laughs> I'll hold on for another week. But yeah, uh, snap percentage is going down and down. But again, like Dow said, he's a clear handcuff. You go to the Javante owner and, you know, their worst player on their team is probably better than anyone you can pick up. So go to the owner, say, hey, here's your handcuff. Give me your bench wide receiver. Let's Let's make a deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the next guy is, is a very similar conversation as well. Exact same conversation. And uh, this is a guy that I had as a possible breakout. And it's frustrating because the New England Patriots offense is just not good. And it's very similar to what we've seen in Denver where it's not coached well. And I think I'm not waiting around for them to figure it out either. And I'm either trading him low or whatever. I, I Like I said, I'm – Playing this season with these types of running back, like you didn't get this running back if you already had two solid running backs. Like that's not, I don't think that's the play when you, when you have Ramondre Stevenson on your team, he was a zero running back kind of running back. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm moving on. I'm, I'm going to get another guy that 
you know, I'm going to get a Naeem Hines, you know, what, whatever the heck I can find that I'm, or JD McKissick, like I'll just go out and trade them. He's got a, Stevenson's got a way sexier name. The other guys are going to produce. I think I have an opposite take just because of some of the same points that you made. I think if you drafted this guy and you didn't go zero RB, so I did not go zero RB at all in any league. I didn't have the balls to do it, but if you didn't, you drafted Ramondre as a backup. You knew you were going to wait. You were going to try to outlast Damian Harris. You knew what he was going to be. You knew what his upside was, and you hoped that it hit sooner, but you didn't expect it. You hoped for it, but it wasn't a guarantee. So for me, I'm not super disappointed in his subpar game so far. And again, the argument about the handcuff, if Damian Harris goes down, yada, yada, yada. But on top of that, we saw Damian Harris have a 40% snap share while Ramondre Stevenson had 62% in this game he saw less carries, but he's on the field more. And to me, it's all about availability. If he's on the field more eventually, that's going to result in more points. So I'm taking it as a positive for now, not cutting him yet. That being said, a couple more bad games. We'll have a different conversation. Yeah. I mean, compared to Melvin Gordon, 62% snap share compared to what? 22 for Melvin. On the Broncos, uh, so it was like uh, 32. 32. 32. Okay. So if you're going to pick between the two, I'm definitely doing Stevenson because he's playing more snaps than the RB1 there. Harris got the touchdown. That helped. But, I mean, the snap percentage for a running back at 62 is more than a lot of starters get in the league. All right. So, you know what? I, I didn't actually look at the snap percentage prior to, so I'm hold, I'll hold on to Stevenson. That's right. <laughs> you you guys convinced me. I'm sorry. Hey, he's sorry. Your- I bet. He's your breakout, man. He's my he is my breakout, but I'm but, but I'm frustrated with with these two oh, offenses. You, you have and, to and and their running backs specifically. Um, so moving on to another running back, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he's had another really rough season, and the and their offense is is having a really uh, tough time now. This is definitely too early to put Ezekiel Elliott in a hold and fold category. I'm holding him, um, but. There's a lot of people around the the world that are are panicking, thinking Tony Pollard just took it over, took over the job. So this is to say, don't panic. Hold on to Zeke. Yeah, I mean, you drafted Zeke not to give you 5.4 points in back-to-back weeks, and then he went and gave you that exact reduction. So it's upsetting to see Tony Pollard be the one who gets the touchdown. It's upsetting to see him be the one to take four catches for 55 yards. It's upsetting to see him put up 17 points to Zeke's 5.4. I just caution you that this is not Dak's offense. This is Cooper Rush's offense. I caution you to remember that Zeke is still the better running back than Tony Pollard. And I caution you to remember that things are going to change week over week. So uh, I'm not panicking. I'm not hitting the ripcord. I'm not saying, you know, cut Zeke. I'm certain. Well, I'm certainly not saying cut Zeke. If you're going to get rid of Zeke, you got to trade Zeke because he still has a, a big clout to his name you can get something in return for him. But for me, I am a Zeke owner in multiple leagues and I'm going to hold him at least for a few more weeks because I know what he's capable of. And he doesn't look bad on the field is the thing. He's not getting a ton of holes. He's not getting a lot of space to run. He's not being asked to do a lot of stuff that we've seen him do successfully in the past. And the balls that he's catching out of the backfield are actually behind the line of scrimmage and going for negative, um, negative net yardage. So I'm just really down on the, Cowboys offense as a whole, but I'm not necessarily down on Zeke yet the same way that I wouldn't be down on CD or somebody else. I just, we've seen what happens when top tier quarterbacks go down. And I think we're just kind of experiencing that again 
But with all the reports saying Dak's going to be back sooner rather than later, and they're not even putting him on IR, I got to ride it out at least until we get one or two more games of Dak on the season and see what he can do. Yeah, all good points. I won't really, you know, go too much, too more into it, but he's a hold. Wait for Dak. Yeah. Kadarius Tony is the next one on the list. Um, he's a guy that was supposed to have, you know, more work this year. Uh, we saw less, of, we have seen less of uh, Kenny Galladay, but we really still also haven't seen much more from Kadarius Tony as he only had two receptions this past week, none the week before, and zero yards on the season. So I'm folding Kadarius Tony. Big fold for me. I'm a huge Tony fan too. This the skills there, we we know it, we've seen it. But with him barely playing any snaps, he's gotta go. Uh I think I'm gonna be the contrarian again. I'm sorry. I wish I could disagree with you guys. Uh but Galladay, uh, we saw the stories about Galladay. His lockers cleared out, he removed all signs of the Giants from his Instagram and Twitter. I did and not yada, see yada, that. Yada. So it's expected that we're gonna see a cut um for Kenny Galladay. Which is crazy because it's days. like they owe him so what much a money. Selfish bastard. They're yeah. you are two and oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like the team's doing the break. All right, golly, bye. You're not part of the game plan. We're two and yeah. with without using you. Bye. And on the flip side, uh, it's all over Twitter. You saw Kadarius Tony celebrating with his team at the end of the game, despite not being involved. He seems to have the right attitude. He's excited about the team being two and oh. I think that goes a long way for a guy like Brian Dayball. And I think if Kenny Galladay exits, I think Kadarius Tony has a big, big window to jump right into. So I'm going to hold him one more week. Uh, if he doesn't produce, he's gone, though. That's it. That, this is a very clear-cut situation for me. I did not know about that. Um, okay, so I guess I wait one more week then with Tony. <laughs> yeah, it's still still hard, though. It is very difficult. I mean, how long do you hold the guy with zero points? Or is It's another conversation right. just like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're too good and still have to stay on the bench. Um, I think that's where we're at too with this next guy. Um, Devontae Parker. Uh, I don't exactly know the stats right now, but they're gross and it's, it's not looking good. He has not looked actually good on the field whatsoever. Definitely lost a step. It's, it's a, it's a Patriots receiver that um, yeah, he has 1.4 points on the year, one reception. So maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's worth dropping. Maybe he's not. I mean, he's 35% rostered, minus 17% in the last day. So he's around 50%, uh, a little more than that um, prior. So people are starting to give up on him. And I don't blame you. I mean, it's it's tough. Um, he yeah. plays Baltimore, then Green Bay. Maybe, maybe I do cut him. I fold him uh, already. I, mean, I didn't draft him in the first place, but had I carried him on any roster still, he would not be on that team. Um, lowest separation in the league next to Kenny Galladay. I say that stat all the time because I think it's very telling that Kenny Galladay and the uh, Giants offense that's hurting for receivers still can't get open, still can't get the ball to him, and they can't draw anything up. And Devontae Parker is not as gifted as Kenny Galladay. So if he has just as little separation in a Patriots offense that is not clicking, in a Patriots offense that last year posted over 30 points a game and this year is struggling to post 20, um, we saw him this week in, in, in particular struggle to – run the right route and come back to a ball aggressively. Uh, he, he can't high point a ball anymore. He's getting out jumped by defensive backs that he has four inches in height on just nothing about what Devonte Parker used to do well for the Miami dolphins has translated to his first two games in new England. And I don't anticipate that changing. 
and he's still not a target in the red zone. So nothing that he was brought in to do has he been able to do. And we've seen this happen a lot of times in New England with these uh, veteran wide receivers who come here and just don't work out. So I'm cutting bait on him. I don't think he's going to be a factor for the team. We saw Nelson Aguilar outplay him, and that's Nelson fucking Aguilar. I still yeah. think Kendrick Bourne has a role to, to carve out on this team, even though I haven't seen it from him yet. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been the one who's really earned a role. If you're looking for a guy to pick up, you really want to own a Patriot, Myers is the guy to own, not Devontae Parker. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. That's rough. I should go with Scott's approach more often instead of well, like a, for 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, I, I can't. <laughs> you just nail the points. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. You just can't keep them. Especially the, 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 the offense looks bad. <laughs> why, don't you go, why don't you take the next string then? Okay. All KC receivers. McCole, MVS, Juju, Sky Moore. Um, I'm an MVS fan, sleeper for me. I already cut him. Um, if I cut him, I'm cutting everyone else on the team. So I'll I keep will... McCole. That's I will it. not keep my, I, 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 there's just no point. You're I mean, not, nine, you, nine you're not, six points? you're not going to play him any week. You're I've not going to play any I've of these guys him any twice. week. <laughs> I've already played him twice. Yeah. Um, and I was, and I, and I was only disappointed once and it was six points. Um, I think that you have the right idea though. I mean, Sky Moore is averaging around two. MVS was averaging around five. Um, Juju is averaging around five. And then Mecole is one that's averaging the most around like seven-ish. But that's the thing. They're spread across all of them. You don't know who's going to win any given week. Well, I think, then there's, I think Mecole is. But they're trying one. out four tight ends. There's yeah, Watson, exactly. too. Yeah. yeah. Who scored yeah, the touchdown? Yeah. Watson. Watson. The guy who cut the ball down the middle in cover two. Yeah. Oh, the tight is it another tight end? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, there's Watson, Forston, Kelsey, and someone else. Gray. Uh Gray. Um, yes, exactly. And I think that's the right idea for the for the Chiefs to be successful in Pat Mahomes. Great, great for Pat Mahomes, tough for anyone else, uh, as far as fantasy points goes. But I am still holding on to Michael Hartman, but I'm cutting everyone else. Yeah, I mean, again, nine and six. If he comes back and gives me 11 next week, I'm happy I held him. If he goes in and gives me four, then we'll talk about cutting him next week for sure. And a lot of Juju fans are upset about that take too. Juju got hurt, so I get it. Tom's probably mad, but I'm not holding the guy with a shoulder injury who has a history of shoulder injuries. So that, he, look, that just, he just looks slow. I like watching him. Yeah. Like, is that a tight end? Like, oh, no. Like, he just, he just I don't know. I don't know what happened. to do his TikToks. It just weighs him down. Yeah, it's true. He's got the new, like, digital, like, the, <laughs> almost like a laptop phone yes, or the new exactly. droid whatever yeah um i'm i'm cutting them all you guys keep in mccall i don't blame you at all wait a week if he does well again sure keep yeah. him not fold <clears throat> buy low sell high sell i'll go high. first oh tom yeah. got his in yeah he did uh jk dobbins is my buy low uh, even though we talked about the Ravens r- running back, I wasn't here w- w- when you guys were talking about it. You're keeping Dobbins, right? I'm keeping Dobbins. Craig said he's a little bit sick and tired of waiting. All right, to come back. I'm uh, I'm I'm selling him. So this, so, is, a, this so, is a perfect. So I'm perfect going segment. to the I'm going to Craig who owns Dobbins. That's just sick of it. I own Dobbins in uh, 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 like a bunch of leagues, and I'm pissed off. Like I pick up Drake, and Drake does nothing. I started Mike Davis week one. He gets me a fucking one point game like 
I'm buying him low because there's no one in that offense that can run the ball like Dobbins. We've seen it the first two weeks. Justice Hills looked decent, but he's not Dobbins. Once he's back, he's going to be the guy. When the hell is he going to be back? And that's kind of my other segment, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. Um, but Dobbins is my buy low because he's the only one there that's worth running the ball for the offense. So let me ask you, because I asked Craig in the other segment, but you weren't here. What's your what's your value on him? Because I said, would you trade J.K. Dobbins away for Tyler Boyd? Is that the right return? Are you looking for more than that? I'm looking, looking for, for more than that just because I'm the – but, like, again, like, if you're pissed off Dobbins' owner, you're – like, people that aren't looking at fantasy like the way we look at it, like – yeah, people that first are playing it now, they got a crap, but you know what? I'm done. Like, he wasn't a, a second round pick of mine, he was like a third or fourth. Like, he's not playing the probably take boy, even though boy didn't do much last week, anyways. I don't think, but no, he didn't. Um, bad week. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just buying low if you can. Yeah, I'm always, I always in my don't mind, just try to assign some sort of value yeah. to it because, like, yeah, I'd love to buy him low, but like, is the guy gonna sell him to me for I don't know. Would you trade yeah, well, like would you trade Hollywood for him on the idea that Hollywood only has a few good games left till uh D hops back? I would tr- no, I would go into I Tom's would, I would take Hollywood for Dobbins. Interesting. Oh yeah. I wouldn't sell Hollywood for Dobbins, though, is is yeah, I wouldn't sell take. for Dobbins. But yeah. here, like Tom sell high is Garrett Wilson. I would trade Garrett Wilson to get JK Dobbins. I'm I will do that. I would take Garrett Wilson if I had J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 in that area and it's gotten a lot lower than what J.K. Dobbins value was in the draft time because it was around third, fourth round pick. But um, I yeah, I have I've shown my frustration. I don't know when he's coming back because it's it's up to the team. It's not up to him. And and Gus Edwards is is knocking on the door at some point, too. And so you don't it's already a guessing game. And then when he gets back, it's going to be even worse. So. Um, that's why I don't want him anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying I wanted him to start off the year fully healthy, full ready to go, win the job, have no one compete for it. Now it sounds like he's going to have another year of competing. So that's why I didn't want him. Um, uh, mine, uh, I, I don't know if we're going in any order, but mine's Josh Jacobs. Mine, I'm, I'm buying him low because right now he hasn't put up any major, major points. However, this past week he had 19 rush attempts. And that's something that every single person I talked to this entire season said that he was not going to have. He was not going to have the lion's share. He, he has a mirror white breathing down his neck. Kenyon Drake was there at the time. He's now gone, but now he's got the, the opportunities. He had 8.6 fantasy points and just missed out on a touchdown. That touchdown puts him into 14 fantasy points, and, and we're back with Josh Jacobs of old. Um, he has Tennessee, who um, has given up a little bit on the run. Denver, not doing great. Kansas City, uh, not doing great against the run. So this is, this is I think, I think he has a, a little bit upcoming, a decent schedule. And if he scores, which he has historically scored no, no less than nine touchdowns in the last two seasons, um, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy. I mean, the, look at what the Patriots offense used to be. Damien Harris had 16 rushing touchdowns last year. He's a goal line guy. He's going to, he's going to get touchdowns. It's just a, a matter of time. I like that. I like Jacobs. Yeah, and he I hasn't like that produced either. well at all. He hasn't produced, and so this is this is people slamming the narrative that they've already talked about, saying, "Oh, he sucks. He's he's lost the job." Well, no, he hasn't. He just hasn't gotten a touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
and he was close last week too. There were so many times like mm-hmm. on the two yard line, just give him the yep. ball, just give it to him. You're going to score. Uh, very frustrating. Okay, uh, Douse. Yeah, I also went with a running back. Um, I'm taking Zeke as my buy low. I talked about him a little bit during hold fold, and it's just more of the same. He is going to produce more than 5.4 points on a weekly basis. It's really just a matter of time till he gets back up there. His value is about as low as it's ever going to be. People are quitting on him. People think Tony Pollard's taking the job. You can get him lower right now than you'll ever get him again. And eventually Dak comes back. They open up the passing game again. People actually respect the existence of CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup comes back. This offense is going to trend in the right direction. It's just going to take a few weeks. So I'm willing to ride it out. I'll grab Zeke. I'll have a bum week from him. Probably week three, week four should be a little bit better. And I think week five, he starts to pop. So uh, ride him out. Even if you even if you trade for him and stash him on your bench for a week or two, you're not going to hurt yourself. So uh, I think you can get him for a value that that isn't going to send you through the roof. Um, I'm trying to think of a comparable player right now, but I think you can get him fairly low and be happy with the 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 trade back you could probably get him lower than you get jk dobbins because people have yeah. seen him play the yep. five points a game jk dobbins still an, a big like wh- what if so oh, if there you are can, there are still people saying like when he was on the field dude five and a half yards to carry yeah <laughs> okay six well, actually yeah. that was but, nine uh, years so ago. was gus edwards <laughs> uh and then thomas was kareem hunt uh mainly chubb had a three t- touchdown game Kareem hunt had a poor week two compared to his week one he's gonna right. be part of the offense he's fine what did Nick have three touchdowns <laughs> three yeah yeah three touchdowns okay um my sell high is amari cooper had a big 10 reception over 100 yards touchdown game joy Brissett. no he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do it for me Cooper had a great game. I have Cooper too. Of course, I didn't start him because what the hell would you start him? But um, if you can, you know, tease someone that, you know, this is Cooper, like he's that good. Yeah, he could be that good, but the QB is not. Sell him now because uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play well till week 12. Yeah. Week 11. Yeah. Brissett took advantage of playing the Jets. Sauce yep. Gardner couldn't hang with Amari Cooper. Amari nope. Cooper cooks rookies. He doesn't cook everybody else in the league with yeah, no exactly. quarterback. I like that. I like think it's a really good pick. Just Crazy. so everyone, just so everyone knows, I will never not pick a top five wide receiver in fantasy football ever again. again. Stephon Diggs just got his third touchdown. Dude, I'm won me a matchup where I was so out of it. Actually, Craig, I was I had one percent chance of winning this matchup. He is forty five points now. I'm out up up by four. <laughs> <laughs> I was projected so far out of this and then i have now beaten jeff if you're listening i have i have i'm confidently saying i'm beating <laughs> what is that he, he red has dog red dog league he has justin jefferson to go which is actually maybe maybe i should shut my mouth <laughs> but but i have um digs who just scored 38.8 fantasy points and i still have feeling uh and another whole half too so there's 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 a chance i can hold him off because i'm 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 now up over 17 fantasy points. And for all your Eagles running back owners, uh, Jalen Hurts has two r- rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And, and I need Miles Sanders <laughs> to give me nothing because Pat's Pat's playing them against me and I need to beat Pat this week. So. All right. So let's just go on with the segment. <laughs> I like, I don't know who you're <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Are, guys. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Pat O'Neill, he lives at a <laughs> <laughs> real good guy. <laughs> I am 
very I, i'm kind of conflicted i was trying to think of someone to sell high i think amari cooper is a really good one um but david montgomery is mine because i think he was so inefficient the first game but he was so efficient this past game so it's, it's tough for someone to say um or to, as a david montgomery owner uh if i'm listening to myself talk to me it's like i'm, I'm kind of like not really listening to to myself like it's 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 tough to to tell someone to sell a good running back is, is basically what I'm getting at. But he, he was very inefficient. The offense doesn't look that great. I mean, it was, he kind of, you know, he did have, have good runs this past week. Um, but I, I, and yes, Dows, you're going to talk about the, the, the rain game, but I don't know. I think we've, we've seen Montgomery start to slow down a little bit towards the end of the season last year. And I think this might've been more of a flash in the pan. Houston's got a stout run defense who he, he faces this week. Uh, Giants aren't, aren't too bad either. Um, that's the week after that. And I mean, he did this 122 yards on the back of 15 attempts. So while yeah, it's still 15 attempts. I mean, I, I if I can upgrade Montgomery to something else, like, package him for Saquon who had a little bit lesser of a week, then that's what I'll do. You know, that's that kind of sell high. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I mean, I, I don't like to think I'm so predictable. I'll just bring up the, the rain game, but um, no, I mean, you're, 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 no, you're, you're right. You're hundred percent. Right. You're going to be bringing it up for the next three years. Oh, hundred percent. What could have been if, if it was dry weather, Trey Lance wouldn't have gotten hurt week two. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I think you're hundred percent right. I think you go back to what is David Montgomery done over a much larger data set, which is not super efficient running. So sell him now before he regresses to that. I think that's a good point. Um, I'll just take my sell high now. I got Hollywood Brown as my sell high. I know he had another 12 point game this week or 12.8 or something like that, but he dropped another ball in OT where he should have caught it and gone down. He tried to make too much out of it. And he, I think he's going to get in his head about dropping the ball again. He's had a history of it in Baltimore. I hate to say it because I love Hollywood. I got Hollywood in a bunch of leagues, but if you can move him for a more reliable piece, with a better outlook for the rest of the season. I mean, if he, if his upside right now is 12 points in this Cardinal offense, I don't see it being much more than that when Hopkins returns. So you might miss out on weeks three, four, five, six, while you wait for Hopkins to get back and Hollywood's still Hollywood there, but much longer beyond that, you could be looking at a lot lesser production. And I'm talking about six to eight point range out of Hollywood and really relying on, you know, boomer bust touchdowns, which We've seen him succeed with in the past. I just don't want to be part of that in the future. So if I'm you, I'm selling Hollywood based off the past two weeks, 12 points, consistent. He's a flex play. I'd get somebody that I project to be a little bit better uh, and more consistent on, on a better offense out of him because Arizona's offense has not been overly impressive either. I know they put up a lot of points last week, but a lot of it was like desperation, kind of garbage time, broken plays that ended up working out. I don't want to rely on that either. So sell Hollywood high. Boom. All right. Next segment. Stop playing with my emotions. Games with my heart. Tom says CD Lamb. Yeah, we can, can see that coming. Tom's a big CD guy, and he's not been the CD of well of last year or of uh, what, what we had hoped to see this year. And again, a lot of that a lot of it has to do with Dak's absence. So, I mean, last week seven receptions, seventy five yards isn't the worst. It's not the twenty point game, but with Cooper Rush, I'll take it. The problem is that uh, Noah Brown has been showing up in the areas where you expected 
uh, CD to show up. Like he had yep. five catcher, five, five targets, five catches, 91 yards and a touchdown for 17.6 points. Noah Brown is two for two on outplaying CD. And I know I talk about this backup quarterback, backup wide receiver connection Second all string. the time. Talk about it in the rain. Yep. Game. I mean, it's, it's real. It, it's real. It exists. So in the rain, game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it's tough. You, you mean you drafted CD to be the number one alpha dog in Dallas. And now he's getting outplayed by Noah Brown. What does that say about what happens when Michael Gallup comes back? Is Michael Gallup going to be the, the guy with the dog in him? I, looks like it. Cause CD looks checked out. And whether that's a Cooper rush thing or a CD thing, I don't know. Who's more checked out, CD or Kenny Galladay? <laughs> Kenny Galladay, since <laughs> well, he actually yeah, physically yeah. moved actually out of the building. Out. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. He actually went to the check-in table and said, "I'd like to check out, please." I'm there very, I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> to see this whole thing because, like, when you sent it that to us last night, it was like eye-opening. But like, we haven't heard too much about it. Yeah, I mean, I we completely take it with a grain that. of salt. It is, it's Reddit, so um, true. Fifty-fifty, if it's true. Um, mine is the fourth quarter and more or less the lack of the first three quarters of, of football. I have sat watching red zone or, or the Patriots game and, and flipped back and forth between the two. And it's kind of been not, I don't want to say boring, but like there's been plenty of times I'm sitting there at, at mid midway through the first half. Uh, of all the one o'clock games going, I have seven fantasy points. Like what is going on? <laughs> and and then all of a sudden there's been an explosion in the fourth quarter. This pack, we, past week you saw with the Ravens in Miami and then the Jets all of a sudden. And then like we've, I, I have I have not, and normally you do see most fantasy points come in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying this is new to me, but this year in particular, I just, I, I, I lost the game because of Tua. Um, actually, I think I just took it back because of Stefan Diggs, but I was really out <laughs> because of Tua and he looked like, you know, not that great until, uh, Tyree kill and Jalen Waddles explosion in the fourth quarter. So yeah, yeah. Corey, you're now changing yours. Yeah. Oh God. That one I could have said too. Yep. Um, I mean, you nailed it with the fourth quarter, by the way, watching that dolphins Ravens game was just absurd. Uh, it's like every minute I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my game. Oh, that in the, the Rams game too. I'm sitting there in my survivor pool with the Rams as my pick. I went from the easiest coasting to victory of all time to literally coming down to the last play. Jalen Ramsey has to pick it off to save me from a heart attack. So yeah, figure it out teams either lose early or just quit. Cause I don't want to watch close games in the fourth quarter, go 30 point swings. Um, but let me move on. Stop uh, playing with about, my emotions. Sorry, sorry, talk, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Talk about thirty point swings. The um, uh, Tannehill was just picked off. It is now forty to seven. Bring in Malik Willis. Some people have him on their dynasty teams. It's me. I'm some people. Oh, the Bills. The Bills are good. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Bills might honestly win the Super Bowl like a million nothing. I saw. I think I put in the in the chat the Bills hadn't punted in four of their last six games. That's pretty unreal. That's incredible. That's, incre- that's Madden. That's pretty you're, decent. You're playing yeah. Madden. Legit. Um, all right. So stop playing with my emotions. I originally had the Broncos offense. I think I've beat that dead horse into oblivion by now. So I'm switching over. Derek Henry. Guy's human. He's no longer a robot. He can be stopped. 13 rushes for 25 yards. He's got a touchdown today. So he's kind of saving his day with eight and a half points with a quarter to go. But this dude... Last year, we watched him single-handedly run all over the Bills' defense. 
And this year, it ain't happening. So I don't know what happened. If he's still rehabbing the foot, maybe he's not up to game speed yet. I think I said earlier, I'll give him three games to get up to game speed. Well, he's got one more, but he doesn't look like he used to. They're not feeding him like they used to. I get that they're down, but we even used to see them. They're down 30 points. They still feed Derrick Henry. So figure it out, bud. I drafted you. I even had you as my RB1 on the year ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor could be on this list, by the way. He sucked last game. Um, you can just do the entire Colts. Yeah, that's true. The Colts right, yeah, suck. the Colts suck. Matt Ryan, you suck. Well, they did. Michael th- Pittman, you're sick of getting hurt. <laughs> Harris Campbell, you're probably hurt too. Ashton Doolin had an all right game. <laughs> you're cool. Fuck you. You're, fuck you. Fuck you're, you're cool. cool. <laughs> Doolin's cool. Fuck you, Hines. Um, oh, Malik sucks. Willis. Malik Willis is coming in the game. He is. He is bench. He is currently benching Tannehill. Malik Willis is coming in. I mean, it's forty-one-seven. Uh, Malik Willis. Why is the hell bench pressing Tannehill on the sideline? That's awesome. Yeah, he should probably get in the game. <laughs> um, mine. Uh, quit playing with my emotions. J.K. Dobbins. What? Every week, full participant, looking good. He'll play. He wants to play. Team's like, nah, we're good. Not yet. Just, just let me know if it's three weeks, if it's five weeks, if it's the season, because I'm, I'm holding you on my team. I'm, I'm buying you low. Fucking play. <laughs> That's it. Um. Oh, oh my god, I'm winning. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we suck at the end of this. We we're should, not. We're not good at a sixty-one point should, comeback. Listen. Yeah. It will, you, this is what I'm thinking right now in my head. Is we just talked about how the fourth quarter is this crazy freaking quarter now where anything can happen. You saw the Miami Dolphins just come back twenty-one fantasy uh, twenty-one points, and here we are with the Tennessee Titans in the middle of the third quarter giving up. <laughs> yeah, that's way different than what we've seen. <laughs> that's, oh, that's sad. I can't believe it's that uh, big. When, of a, thing. When, when a game is on, it's it's very difficult for us to talk about the pot. Anyway, we've gone we've gone a little over. So if you don't mind, I'm going to take it out. Um, we are top shelf fantasy. We do like to joke around. So uh, this is where we're at towards the end of the podcast. But find us on top shelf FNTSY. Uh, we will have the waiver article out tomorrow. Um, the other article, start sit article, will be out prior to Thursday's game. Um, and then hopefully we can get the injury report tracker up and running because I really like that for the injury report article that I think I'm pushing back to Saturday now. Um, so look for all that. That'll be on all the socials. That is it. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.